The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you, hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, How well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever curses father or mother shall die. Yet you say, If someone says to father or mother, Any support you might have had, have had from me is korban, meaning dedicated to God. You allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition they've handed on, and you do many such things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. So I had this question given to me this morning about how we come about with the readings, how the readings are kind of decided. Are they the same from week to week? Are they different? And uh, it's a, it was an awesome question because there's kind of two different cycles that we follow when it comes to the readings. For the weekday readings, there's a, a year one cycle and a year two cycle. And right now we're in, in year one. And so what you'll see is there's a continuation throughout the, the week. Meaning yesterday, Monday, we heard the first part of the Genesis reading. So we heard Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 19. And then today we heard Genesis 1, verses 20, up to chapter 2 to verse 4. So you see there's a continuation. Same with the Gospel of Mark. We were in the end of chapter 6 yesterday. We're in the beginning of chapter 7. There's always a continuation. So when you're coming to a weekday Mass, if you do that every day, you'll tend to see uh, this pattern. Sometimes when we have like special celebrations where saints and other, other people, they might give us different options. We could use those. But more or less, there's a pattern. There's a flow. For the weekends, there's a three-year cycle. They call it A, B, and C, and we're back in A right now. And so you'll see from uh, weekend to weekend that continuation that can always be built. So that was an awesome question. I thought it was good to share with everyone. But taking that, and again, looking at our readings for the day, let's just do a, a quick um, recap here. So show of hands, using our fingers. I'm not going to try to trick you this time, so just listen to the question. How many days in total did they talk about for Genesis? Like the, not just like the whole thing. So like there's the creation, there's the whole thing. Like what's the whole thing? I'm seeing seven. Is seven what we're agreeing to? All right, so now, how many days of that were for creation? So I'm seeing six, right? 
Have you ever looked into details about each of the creation days? A little bit. Some of you, yes, a little bit. Let's just kind of, I'm going to go back to Mondays because I think there's just really cool detail in there. So let's go to like the middle. Let's see here. So then God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into a single basin so that the dry land may appear. If you think about that, he has the earth formed and let water gather into the basin. We think about the depths of the ocean sometimes, but it fills it so that land can be formed. So he didn't, he didn't make everything covered in water, but he, had, he already had created depths and heights. He had already created mountains and valleys. He had already created all of those things. It wasn't just like this perfect spherical orb that's like, I'm going to put water on it, and then I'm going to build out of it. No, like he had already created the land and the earth, and then the water filled the gaps. And the dry land appeared. God called the dry land the earth, the basin of the water he called the sea. God saw how good it was. Then God said, let the earth bring forth vegetation. So now he's got land and water. He's going to bring forth all the green stuff. Every plant that bears seed, every kind of fruit tree on earth that bears fruit with its seed in it. Again, every kind of plant that bears seed. Yes, evolution is, is existing. Like we see that. It's, it's not a problematic thing within the church. At the dawn of creation, however far back that was, God put every type of plant that had a seed there and then. How crazy is that? That what we see now was planned then. And it bears fruit and has seed in it. And so it happened, the earth brought forth every kind of plant that bears seed, every kind of fruit on trees on the earth, bears fruit, blah, blah, blah. God saw how good it was even he came when he followed the third day. That's just the third day. And, and we talk about these days and... This is, I think, a, a natural tendency for us. We think of these days, and we understand a day as having how many hours in it? How many hours are in a day? Just say it. 24 hours in a day. And then how many days are in a week? And how many weeks are in a month? Typically, roughly four or five. Yeah, okay. How many seconds are in a minute? How many minutes are in an hour? Great. Okay, so like this is basic time. But what if all of a sudden, somewhere, someone decided to say, you know what, I think 48 seconds should be a minute. And I think 37 minutes should be an hour. And I think two hours should be a day. It would be totally different, right? Because there'd be a totally different incrementation, a totally different measurement system. But we've also learned that based off of rotations of the planet, using the orbits, using, using the, the cosmos, the galaxies, that different planets have different days. So I just watched the movie The Martian. Has anyone seen that movie? So they go to Mars, they they're run into a, a big storm, and they leave one of their people behind. The point is, they measure the days there, they don't call them days. They call them souls, S-O-L, like soul one, soul two. And it's because there's different rotation on Mars. There's different, there's different timelines. So like a soul, I think, I, mean, I didn't look into this, but it's probably close to a day or how they would measure a day in some degree. But it's because everything is different. So when God creates all this, it's not just a 24-hour period day that we know of. God could also create things in a snap if he wanted to. He could speak all that. So the point is not to get caught up on the days. 
The point is to realize God created literally from nothing. And his creation was the word, what he spoke, what he breathed, which we also know as Jesus, because Jesus becomes the word. So he breathes these things into existence. The most important part, though, in all of this, what does he typically say at the end of a day? He's like, it was good, absolutely. But today we hear something else. He goes on, he's like, there's the fifth day, and he made the wild animals, the kinds of cattle, creepy things on earth, so he created like little stink bugs. I don't know why, but he did. Thank you, Lord, for that. And all the creatures, God created man in his image. In the divine image, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So we hear this. God blessed them, saying, be fertile, multiply. He gives them these instructions. Have dominion over the fish. Have like, be in charge. And so I give you every bear seed and plant, all this stuff. But then God says, it wasn't just good. What kind of good was it? It was very good. And so we see that there's actually a distinction, a difference, a change from all the things that naturally exist to us, you and me. Like, that stuff out there, it's good. But we are very good. We are different. We are set aside. We, we are in the image and likeness of God. And then the most important part, the part that we forget about, we forget so much about in our modern era, is the seventh day. What's he supposed to do on the seventh day? Just say it. Rest. I mean, I don't think God really gets physically tired the way do, we do, but if you had just created the cosmos, would you not want a little break? Yeah, I'd want a little break. And so God shows us that even after creating all of this stuff, it's actually important and good to rest. And we have to learn how to rest well. So those are the things I just love about that book of Genesis. They, they show us so many, like, there's so many details to consider that we just can gloss over so quickly. Oh, yeah, he made the planet, he made this. You know, like, the detail of that. Like, God had this, this massive plan that he actually, and again, other things have happened. You know, there's ice ages, and we believe that, and there's things that come down. They smooth, but he literally created that hill out there in Wabash, Indiana, if we, were, if we were to be so, like, specific, like, on a micro level. Like, he really created that. He created the seeds that existed millennia ago that allowed for these trees to exist. He created the wood that was chopped down and turned into these pews. He created the stone that was made to build this church. Like, he created all of that stuff. And it was good. But he created us who are very good. And so if we are very good, should we not give honor and respect and glory back to the one who made all of it? That's not a rhetorical question, yes or no? We should, yeah, I think we should. I think it makes sense. And so our challenge is to really just continually think in our own lives, if I am in the same interactions of God, it's not about, well, I don't think I am, because you are doesn't like no one can debate that they're not you can either choose to follow God or choose not to follow God but God is real but because I'm created in his image and likeness if I have the ability to choose and I choose to follow then 
What do I do? How do I do that? And, and we've talked many about ways to do that, and it just begins by giving worship back to him. That's where we start. We, we love him. We say, Lord, I love you just because you've loved me. It's not a complex thing. It's just it's hard sometimes. So let's just think about that. Just take time in your prayer. Consider, again, on the macro, the big level, all the stuff God has done for little old me and little old you and for the person next to you and the person around you and the person that you live with and, and all those people. Like God did all of this for us. It's not a mistake. It's a plan. And it's really cool because, I mean, he loves us. So we owe to him our love in return.